Hi, I'm Brian Moss, and you're welcome to our GA podcast here on Unleashed, Leash Today's podcast platform. Our GA podcasts are brought to you with thanks to the Breslin Super Value Group, Abby Leakes and Rath Downey. Real food, real people. Joining me today for a look back at the weekend's action is Leash Today's Stephen Miller and Alan Hardnett, and our hurling analyst, Tommy Buggy. Okay, lads, we'll start with the first game, of course, which is Abbey Leagues versus Rathdown Earl, and to say it was a bit of a rout is an understatement. Both had it, lads. Steve, we'll start with you. Any surprise here? I mean, you called it on Friday, but did you think it was going to be as severe? Probably didn't think it was going to be as severe, but I definitely didn't give Abbey Leagues much of a chance. Um, Rathdown Earl, as we said here on Friday, they are definitely coming right at the right time of the year. Um, and Abbey Leagues, look, Abbey Leagues got to a semi-final last year, but the key thing to it, they were missing three guys this year that they, that they had last year. Liam Delaney broke his ankle earlier in the year. Owen Riley was gone back to the Dubai that he's, he's teaching in. And uh, uh, Ryan Peacock is travelling for the year. So there's three guys. Mm. You take those out of a strong senior team and they'd suffer. You take it out of sort of a middle-of-the-road team like Abbey Leagues and it just leaves them so much weaker. But right down, it was it was never a game. It was it, This was over after about 10 minutes, if even. Tommy, yeah. you disappointed with it? Yeah, disappointed with the, what Abbey Leagues brought to the table. But in fairness, anyone looking at it yesterday, it was a, like a more park was an awful day yesterday for supporters <laughs> because you know there was nothing competitive in it. But looking at Rat Down the Earl yesterday, um, whoever beats Rat Down the Earl could win the championship, okay. basically. Um, very impressed with him. Uh, Five, six, and seven. Joe Fitz, Jack Kelly, and Eric Killeen literally let nothing past them. I thought Shane Dollard was outstanding in the middle of the field, um, and up front, Ray Bow mm. probably man of the match. A goal and five points from play. Um, Mark Havner ended up with two seven or two eight. He got one from a sideline, one from a sixty-five, a few from freeze, a few from play. He's always been a very stylish hurler, hasn't he? he Real finisher, little, proper yeah. finisher. Yeah, really, really impressive. So he was. Um, and their main man, Ross King, in comparison to the rest of them, was reasonably quiet yesterday. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so they're going to take uh, some beating. So they Did are. you think you were looking at the county champions? Not necessarily, no, because cameras are still there. Mm. And Boris Kilcotton proved in the second game that they're going to put it up to anyone. But um, I must say, I thought that they were very compact, very well organised. Really, you know, really good hurling yeah. team. That's what they are—a really good hurling team. You're a manager, right? So, former, and, former, and, and will be, fu- <laughs> and will be future. Former. What, what, <laughs> what do you say, to Abby Leakes lads, this morning? On the end of a drubbing like that, and probably put in a lot of effort. Like, where did they go from here? I mean, it was an annihilation, embarrassment. Really, it's like what they say: time is a great healer. By the time they get back training, they'll have sort of put a lot of it to bed. Where do you go? You don't go anywhere. You just yeah. there's not a whole lot you can say in that dressing room mm-hmm. after that game. Um, like they they were as competitive as they could be, and then the sending off really didn't help. Yeah. And I was actually praising that guy earlier in the game, Conor Bergen, because he thundered out with a ball early in the middle of the first half, beat his man and stuck it over the bar from ninety yards. And I was thinking to myself, this is the sort of a cornerback you're looking for. And then he did what he did, and he's not the cornerback you're looking for. You know yeah. when you do something yeah. like that. Um, frustration. When you're getting beaten like that, frustration is an awful thing too. So, uh, you know, I can't say too much about it. Yeah, there's that. beatings and there's kind of, we've yeah. all been there as players and managers where you just, it, it's embarrassing. Oh, it is yeah. embarrassing. And all you want to do is aggregate. get off the field, yeah, you know, yeah. and get out of there. Yeah. But if you were looking yesterday at Abbey Leaks, Owen Fenley, for me, no matter how bad they were going and no matter how bad things were, he kept at it and at it mm. and plugging away and doing his best to take the game to them. Um, we were chatting here Friday about. Eddie Brennan coming in and, yeah. that, and would he be looking at guys yesterday? You know, if you were looking at 60 hurlers, 65 mm-hmm. or 6 hurlers yesterday,
in Omar Park. He's one guy that stood out for me mm. for the simple reason being he wasn't on the team that was rampant. He wasn't on the team that yeah. was walking away with it. And he kept, kept plugging going. away and fighting for fighting for the cause. And it was a lost cause at that stage. Very you know? much so. Steve, would you agree with that? Not yeah. a whole lot for Abbey Leagues to take yeah. out of this season. Look, they were never anywhere near as sharp this year as they were last year. I think it's only three years since they brought Ratdown Earl to a replay in a, in a county semi-final, is it? Three years. Three years, 2015, yeah. So, like, look... Th- they're, they're a small hurling club, I suppose, that wouldn't have the same depth as Ratdown Earl. So to lose those three guys I mentioned definitely mm. is, a, is a blow. Um, if, if they got some of them back, they def- would definitely make an improvement. Um, Ratdown Earl, yeah, absolutely hu- hugely impressive. And as as, um, as Tommy said, like Ross King was quiet enough. James Ryan got two goals. There's probably more in him again. Paddy Purcell got a couple of points from play, got four points from play. But I think there's more in him as well. And t- t- out, like th- what I like about Ratdown Earl is that there are different guys coming to score, like like Ray Bow, who hadn't started the game all year, scored one five from play yesterday. Tyg Dowling, I think, who scored five points from la- from play at the last day, didn't score at all yesterday. So they have different different guys, and then the, the Mark Cavanaghs and that was chipping in with big scores the whole time. One thing, just Tommy, you you were more experienced, obviously, in hurling management and that. Pa- pa- what wh- what is the best role for Paddy Purcell? Like, I see them trying to play him full forward at times, and then they don't get brilliant ball into him. They're playing wing forward. What's the best way to get the most out of him? Uh, Paddy Purcell has an engine to die for, right? We know that. Um, best role, I think, is where they have him is at 10, where he can come from deep, you know, let him drift back out the field a little bit. Because if you looked at him yesterday, him and James Ryan hurled quite deep and they created an awful lot of space inside for Mark Havner and, uh, as it turned out, Ray Bow yesterday. Um, and what, what they seem to do with Paddy is drop him in on the edge of the square for a few minutes, give him a bit of a breather, bring him, you know, and bring him back out. I think it's a very good way to play him. Now, lads will tell you he's best placed in the middle of the field. So it is. But he's not a, he's not as big a threat from there. Um, I think Paddy Purcell, yesterday, two of the points he got, on another day, Paddy Purcell would have gone on and went for goal because he, he has the eye for goal. No, I think his best place is at 10 or 12. I certainly don't think he's at 14, though. No, definitely not, yeah. but it's okay to drop him in there for a couple of minutes. It keeps defenders thinking yeah. as well. Yeah. And especially if he's after getting one or two points, drop him in, give him five or six minutes in there, because if he does get one in a bit of space, he has the legs. But, um, no, 10 or 12, for me, is his best position. Um, but John Delaney has taken over here. Um, and I think it's the first time in a long time, right, Downey, you've had a local guy. Yeah. Makes a them. difference, do you feel? Oh, it can, it can, mm. yeah. And they're very well organised. And I was, I was doing a little bit yesterday, mm. media work yesterday as well. And and, but I, I happened to call into Noel Brennan's place over Christmas just after he opened the pub. I know Noel; he's living actually in Castlecomer. And um, just dropping into wishing the best of luck. And I met Joe in it and that just for chatting to him for a few minutes. And they did, he did say to me that they were thinking of putting in a huge effort this year. Mm. And you know they had no idea at that stage who was going to manage him and that. But you can see them going, getting better and better as the year goes on. Yeah, and they're and, and going away lazy. Let's move on to the second game of commiserations, I believe, now and then right down the early course. Rampant winners, 5, 23 to 10 points, that one finished. Now, the big game, of course, and we've got a lot of hits on our podcast Friday, and I, I presume a lot of them came from around Paris Cotton and Clock Balacotta areas and interest areas. And we're all saying here, and I think it was right to say that Either side could win this, but what turned out and what transpired was, I think no one would have expected Boris Kilcotton give the full-time score. 3.23 to clock, Balakol is 1.11. Stephen Miller, have you seen such an upset in Leash Hurling in, in the last few years? Well, it was a big beating. I suppose we, 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 were, we did go for Balakol on Friday, mm. but we were, we were 
caught a little bit like um, and I said it wouldn't have surprised me if Boris caught more I didn't think they'd win by that much even though when they played last year in the championship there was something similar between the teams but um, Tommy but, knows yeah Tommy <laughs> 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 uh, getting rid of you didn't make any difference so <laughs> you left sorry yeah, but to get that right but Boris Cotton got a goal after after a couple of minutes it was actually about in the first minute I think uh, Stephen Dunphy got the goal and um, they never trailed after that and they, they opened they, they hit something they outscored um, Balakala by something like 11 points to 2 at one stage in the first half Balakala went about 20 minutes without getting, getting any score at all and um, you thought maybe Balakala might muster something in the second half, but but uh, I think it was Conor Kilban who was very good. He wore number seven. We played most of the game wing forward. He scored a goal two or three minutes into the second half, and like it was, th- the second half was a non-event really. Um, Boris Kilcotton. First, we, we we mentioned again on Friday that they hadn't beaten anyone of note in a knockout game. They beat Balakala last year, but there was a safety net. Um, so that, that that is a big win for them. They're going to have to play Camaros now in a semi-final, who who I believe they've never beaten in the championship, and of course. I always are, the four big teams in Leash Hurling are Camros, Balakala, Boris Kilcotton and Ratdown Yard. And to win this championship now, Boris Kilcotton, I reckon, have beaten Balakala, they're going to have to beat Camros and more than likely Ratdown Yard in the final. So they couldn't have. They, if, if they, they certainly will earn it if they win it this year. But they're very impressive yesterday. Tommy, what did you feel? I mean, you've managed, obviously, you've been in both camps, you know the clubs very, very well. Again, like Stephen saying, we kind of said it was on the fence. How, how shocked were you at it? Oh, I was, I was very surprised to see the margin in it. Mm. And I know we were there last year, but like Stephen said, it wasn't knockout. It wasn't, mm. you know, the absolute. And um, But I must say, looking at it yesterday, I thought Terence Fahey and his management team got the match-up spot on. The move of Stephen Dunphy into full forward from the beginning paid dividends now. He wasn't. He didn't burn it up or anything, but he got the goal early. Stephen Finan on Picky Mar, you know, he done a great job on him, and they got their matchups really well. Connor Kilban on on Canis, you know, um, and I thought very brave move taking Matthew Whelan out at six, and allowing them to Stephen Finan to, to hurl in that position on Stephen Mar, and Matthew Whelan gave an absolute exhibition mm. to hurling for thirty minutes yesterday in the first half. I thought he was the best hurler on the field. Mm. Um, the other thing about them, I tell what I liked about them yesterday, and, and Danny Fitzpatrick and Stephen Phelan, two guys who would be unsung heroes there. Their work rate, the amount of ball they struck in. I know Joe Campion looked lively. Mm. PJ Scully got a few great scores. Aaron Dunphy got a few great scores. But their their overall ethic, their team ethic yesterday was outstanding, so it was. Balakala, Clock Balakala, they lost Mick McAvoy, and Owen Dyle didn't start the game. And... I thought they were. I thought with playing Robbie Field at wing back was a bit of a surprise mm. to me. And then, in fairness, they lost him after about ten minutes with a, a hand injury. Um, and the quality of ball going into their forwards, they, they struggled with early on. But that was down to what I said already about Danny Fitz and Paddy Whelan and these lads and Aaron Dunphy working so hard in the middle third. They weren't allowing the likes of John Delaney or Lee Clear to stand up and, and find their men with passes. They were putting them under pressure, getting mm. in their clearances and that. And um, overall, you'd have to say Barsley Cotton looked really impressive yesterday. Really, really impressive. Was it the case that the big guys f- for Boris kind of stood up and the, the, the guys to be expecting for clock kind of just had a, one but of those days the, the probably Willie Highland missed probably a couple of frees in the first half that he probably mm. would have got. Mm. They, might, they could have been a little bit closer at halftime. And... Uh, Look, I think it just Michael McAvoy was a loss. There's, there's no doubt in say, point in saying otherwise. But I don't think he was so much of a loss to, to explain the difference in now. Like Stephen Bergen went off. I think he, I believe he was sick during the week. He went off after 20 minutes or so. Um, 
as we say, Robbie Phelan, who I'm always very impressed with Robbie Phelan as a player. Um, and he went off with a thumb injury, um, again, not long after Stephen Burke. So there, there were losses in that, and they probably could have been a bit closer ha- at halftime. In terms of big players in that, I think what, what impressed me most about Boris Cotton was not so much that their big players played well. It's sort of these the, the next tier of guys, the mm-hmm. sort of the, the Conor Kilbans, the Stephen Finans, the, the, the Danny Fitzpatrick. Solid club players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, and yeah. I, think, I, I often think that that's nearly what you always, you know, here certain clubs like that their big lads let them down or their mm. big lads didn't perform I think for the most part big lads do perform and it's the next level of players that you need to perform that you don't need them letting you down and I think that was definitely the case with Boris Kilcotton yesterday so look they're very very solid um, they're a very well balanced team and like of course then they have a marquee forward and PJ Scully and like Joe Campion is another guy I'd say if Eddie Brennan now he, he's, a, he's a guy you'd want to be getting in on the county set up as well let's let's talk of that Tommy I suppose Just, yeah, yeah on that Eddie Brennan was there yesterday yeah I was going to ask you yeah. like I've said it already. I've mentioned Owen Fenley, mm. right? I could you could mention six or seven from Rat Downey, other than that, so you could as well. But looking at the second game yesterday, and I'm going to go to the losing team again because sometimes the guy you're looking for, the attitude you're okay. looking for, is the guy who's still going when the yes, yes, the large being better of him. And I thought Ronan Broderick yesterday done everything in his power to stem the tide. I thought he was. You know, he so honest and, and so... And I thought Darren Maher as well, under fierce pressure, kept at it all through the game. Um, on the other side, Joe Campion, it's great to see Joe back. I, like I know yeah. Joe since he was a young fella and that. And um, very talented young fella, suffered with injuries and mm. that. But looked, looked really lively yesterday, especially in the first half. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 Um, very good all year. Yeah. PJ Scully seems to be back to his best. So he does. Um, and I, I keep going back to him, and I have great time for him as as a young hurler, Stephen Finan. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he was willing to get in there and and try and move to the next level, has the ability to do that. So he has. You know, we know about Matthew Whelan and we know about Butch, and we know about all these guys. But they're the, the guys I would have been looking out for yesterday. Lee Clear was another chap that impressed me yesterday. Again, he's only twenty, I think, or twenty one. You know, and so Eddie he Brennan took the hits. He done everything yesterday to try and keep his team keep alive. You Eddie know. Brennan, you, you know, it's interesting to say actually. Oftentimes, you look for those players who are on the losing side, but keeping yeah. going at inter-county level yeah. because you know you can't just pick the fifteen last. No, but, no, but uh, I think we're chatting about this here Friday. Like, what you're looking for? All right, you need talent and yeah. you need ability, and you have to be fit. But you have to have the attitude that goes with it. You have to have that honesty that goes mm. with it. And those guys I've just mentioned proved yesterday, even though things weren't going their way that they have mm. that much you know so he won't be scared he won't be terrified leaving the Moor Park Eddie Brennan not going on the least. I, I, think so. I couldn't think so because like it's like we said we're not looking for 150 yeah. hurlers here we're looking for 33 or 4 yeah. that's what yeah. we're looking for mm. and there's definitely they're that. dotted around the place yeah. you know there's no doubt about that mm, very good yeah. Joe Campion just quickly you know, I, know I worked down in Limerick for 6 years and I know he went to college in LIT yeah. and like a lot of the Limerick team who won the All-Ireland was 6 or 7 of those and not in the Pierce guys have won All-Ireland clubs they, they were in LIT and they all spoke incredibly highly of Joe yeah. Campion who they played with um, so uh, like, I know I think he opted, I don't think he put himself forward to play with Leach the last couple of years but I definitely think he's, he's, worth, he's worth being involved yeah. one would hope so a final uh, score in there Boris Kilcotton 3.23 was Balakala 1.11 a very very com- comprehensive victory for Boris Kilcotton just quickly lads the uh, relegation uh, match as well of course uh, St. Vincent's Trumra Steve um, the senior A relegation senior game yeah yeah, uh, yeah Trumra go back down I suppose um, 
Again, we kind of spoke about it fr- uh, fr- Friday. Yeah, no, no great. Yeah, I, I actually thought Mount Rat might might have one, but a bit more to spare. Yeah. But uh, it's Mount Rat that's stay up and, and Trummer go back down again. Yeah. And for Trummer, they'll go back down and kind of hope to get back up and then can, and yeah, sustain that, that themselves. Yeah, the the intermediate as it's called is going to be. You're going to have a lot of the sort of the genuine first club teams in that. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I know the. Alan will talk more. He was at the at the semi finals of those competition at the at this intermediate it's over the weekend. Um, so yeah, that that's uh, Trum Trummer. Look, the numbers we mentioned on Friday are, are in bother. Um, but Mount Rat, you know, they don't have a huge amount to get, to get mm-hmm. excited by either. Um, I was at the two senior A semi finals in Mount Rat on on Saturday evening and Port Leash and Um, that was a decent game. It was a really good battle. Um. It was a really strong win down playing going from the dressing room end down to the other end of the pitch and Port Leash had it in the first half and it went one eight to two points up after about fifteen minutes and you thought that this you know they were going to, to win comfortably. But Shanaho battled incredibly well. They got it back to two or three points at half time and then they had the wind in the second half and they, they really should have won it. A few refereeing decisions went against them. Uh, they missed a couple of chances to win it. Aaron Bergen pulled out the fire with a point about four minutes injury into injury time from play. Um it's had a good year, Aaron Bergen seemed Yeah, good I, I like yeah. him as a player. Yeah. I think He's very good. Um, he's a very good striker. He probably needs to contribute a little bit more from play. Yeah, yeah. But he did pop up the winner from play when it, when it was needed. Carheely went off injured. I, Portis weren't great, but they have decent players in every line of the field, and I think they are getting better. Like uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they got to a final. They're playing Clunas League the next day. Um, they weren't wonderful by any means, but they're still there, and they're, they had to do have a few decent hurdles dotted around the field. Yeah, it's like any club. Um, if you can get a bit of momentum going, you know you can get yourself to a final and finals are funny things that can happen in them um, like I said here and I'll keep saying it and I might sound repetitive in that but Leash needs Port Leash yeah. Hurling Club yeah. they do you know and when you're county town and a county yeah, Leash it, it's, it's not the top level it's needed it's yeah it yeah. is and whatever it takes to get them back up there you know people have to get there they have to get them back mm-hmm. up um, the Rose and Alice and the Harps are meeting in the other semi-final now and Logic, which doesn't really apply to Hurling, <laughs> um, Logic would tell you the county champions are coming from that semi-final. Eddie Brennan, I'm sure, will be keeping an eye on, on those games. We'll be informed about Oh, God, he will. Yeah, in You'd be surprised where he'd turn up, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I, I don't know, Stephen, maybe you don't agree with me, but I think the county champions are going to come from the other semi-final between Rose and Alice and Harps. I really do. Yeah. Um, I have a sneaky feeling for Rose and Alice. I don't, I have seen, I've seen him a couple of times this year. I don't. I don't think Rose and Alice are going as well as they are last year. I, I saw Rose and Alice and the Harps playing the first game of, of the Senior A last year and the Harps had been the team that had come down from Senior and Rose and Alice had come up from Intermediate and Rose and Alice beat them. It was a really, really good game. Um, Rose and Alice aren't going as well this this, this year, I don't think. Um, they, they they were much too strong for Colt the other day, now in fairness, and Colt were in the final last year, but they're not going as well either. But... Um, John Lennon was very good for Rose and Alice the other evening and he scored 1-3 or 1-4 um, from full forward but he's carrying a bit of a knee injury and I don't think he's firing on all on all cylinders let's say so I, I don't know I, I would fancy the Harps to win that one even though um, you know th- th- they haven't delivered since they came down from senior A at all like they, they've come through an easy you know they've come through the group with ease but they haven't delivered just getting back to Port Leash briefly and them getting back to senior is is one thing we mentioned, but I think the the, the thing with Port Leash is is much more longer term. I don't know if them getting back to senior with is the is the cure. Let's say because I think there needs to be a, a complete sort of, um, you know, new life or uh, energy. Yes, in, in Port Leash, Ireland, because um and and there is there is hard work like Pat Critchley and there's a lot of hard work. Colin Clear and these guys are doing huge work at underage level, but 
I think the Port Leash project needs to be bigger than just their senior team at the moment. It needs to be like the Dublin Hurling project of the last 20 years or so. Because, as, as Tommy said, without Port Leash, it is where the, the main population base is, and there has to be a strong hurling club in Port Leash. Okay. You're dead right what you're saying. I'm not saying that they need to get back this year, but Port Leash, Leash Hurling needs Port Leash at the top table. And, it, you know, a really good strategic five year development plan for the club, for Hurling now, I'm not necessarily talking for the club, yeah. but for Hurling within in Port Leash town is badly wanted and what's more resources are required for that and it doesn't happen just overnight like Stephen says and to, to build a base and but you can make the argument this should be for hurling in general okay. in leash and, and I would always make that argument for hurling you know put the money into it put the work into it put the resources into it and you hope it'll pay dividends I, there's not I, there's no hoping about it it would pay dividends mm. it would there's nothing sure because there is such a such a grow for hurling, mm. you know. In in we we'll say the south of the county and that, and people that I've met over the years here love hurling. They love hurling as much as any other county in the in the country. And given the resources, given the backing, and I guarantee you they'll make a success of it. Lovely stuff. Well, at least we, we were out in Holly Plunkett's recording the podcast on the Mere Mortals the other day, <laughs> and they mentioned that their first. The to- Tommy remembers them from his days working at the Kalesh Hotel and the crowds they used to bring, but. Ollie mentioned that their first gig, and we have that podcast up on on site now. But th- their first gig was the, the the night of the nineteen eighty seven Leinster Club hurling final. That Rat New were absolutely robbed Port Leash in down in, in Kilkenny, and Tommy's not in the city. But that was the level Port Leash were at thirty years ago, robbed in a Leinster Club hurling final, and and they could very easily have gone out of the championship the other day at the second tier of Leash in the quarter final. So it's some fall, um, and they had a glorious era of players back time the John Taylors the Pat Critchleys the Bowens the Rigneys um, and there's some of those generation the, the next generation of those lads are playing now Cormac Rigney um, uh, Keen Taylor Duggan came on as a sub um, but it would like I said you know and you often hear coming up at county board meetings that Port Leash need to be contributing more and we would love to see it absolutely okay we'll finish up there in this uh, part of the podcast thanks to Tommy as always we'll run over all the other games with Alan in a moment just kind of round up of all the other games we played over the weekend Tommy always great to have you and thanks to Mill of course Tommy will be our hurling analyst for our podcast here as well busy busy man of course and if you're trying to shift some property as well property partners Tommy Boy, is the man as well <laughs> a rent a sell or whatever else Tommy is just as astute in the property game as he is in hurling my thanks we'll bring in Alan in a moment round up all the other games here in our podcast and each today okay of course there was uh, several the games over the weekend in the different grades I'll throw over to you Alan Harton making his debut his debut on our podcast today yeah. Strably noted Strably harder Al we've only about a 1 minute 50 left in the SD card to go through all the uh, <laughs> 1 all hour 50 I hope <laughs> yeah, you yeah, mean 1 hour yeah. 50 I'll bring us through uh, the, the main highlights of uh, the other games over the weekend yeah so there was um, two double headers on, on Saturday evening Stephen's already spoken about the one in Mount Rath mm. and then there was the, the other one in Doro which was a semi-final of the Junior Championship and a semi-final of the Intermediate Championship. So we'll start with the yep. Intermediates, the, the higher grade. Uh, Sleeve Bloom against Clock Ballock Hollip, which was a repeat of the Division 2 final from earlier on in the year Division 2, yeah? Yeah, yeah which Ballock Hollip, or 3, well, yeah, well, yeah, Stephen loves his technicalities, but anyway. <laughs> uh, the, and Ballock Hollip, you actually were, you were tweeting about that last night, I believe, and there was lads giving out. But, I'm uh, going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> I'm going to get to your tweet there in <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, ba- Ballock Hollip had won that game by a point, but they had lost... Um, uh, four or five lads anyway at least in their, their senior team if not more and um, who might be regretting their decisions <laughs> to go <laughs> well, up this morning yeah well anyway so Sleep Bloom are, like they've been very like the first half of the, they played the first round against Cl- uh, Clannad and they were seven points down at half time there was no wind or anything yeah. they were just 
really poor. And Clannad were really good. And then in the second half, uh, they moved Ben Conroy out to the middle of the field and he started running at Clannad and they couldn't handle him. And since that point, they went on, they won that game easily enough mm. in the end. And then they had a big win over Cameras in the second round. And um, they were very, very good against Balakal again. Playing, um, He's rotating. He, he was wing forward. Um, him, and, him and his brother were wing forward uh, either side against Balakala. Ben... Um, he he was he was very good again like and he is very good i mean he's very hard to stop at that mm. level because mm. he's so quick and he's so powerful and he gets the ball and he, he runs and he creates spaces but kieran the younger brother he's only 18 he might not even be 18 but he will be 18 at some stage this year he was the standout player he got one eight um maybe four frees one four from play you've been impressed with Steve Lewis, Alan. Uh, yeah and, you're, and you've said as well it's not only a Ben Conroy show although he's a no. one of the marquee players no, no, they no. seem to be quite compact yeah, around like, the field um, Robbie Burke in the middle of the field it is Robbie Burke yeah he, he was very good mm. uh, he had a broken jaw I think the first day against Clad, so he only came on in the second half but he's very good uh, Dara Delaney at centre forward Tom Delaney at full back they have plenty of, of, of very very good club players and then the bit of quality yeah. with the with the lads like and and Kieran definitely has really impressed me this year. Like he got, he was he was that year anyone born in two thousand yeah. got, got screwed really in the county because of the way the age has I changed. Football boots older, but yeah, yeah, and he got messed out on yeah. having the chance to play with Leash Minor Hurlers because of the way things moved. But he definitely looks like a guy who should be at least in with the Leash under twenty ones, if not the Leash seniors. He's really really impressive. Um, so yeah, no, they, they won that game two fourteen to fourteen points. Okay. And they were they were they were good and they were full value for the win. Balakala never never looked like they missed two goal chances Balakala, but they never really looked like they it's were been a bad weekend in clock Balakala, yeah. hasn't it all, all over? Steve Bloom, like of course, I just I was asking about Ben Conroy and where they were playing because I saw them in that league final against Balakala and it was, it was a good game because Balakala had five or six senior players playing that night. But Ben Conroy that that night was playing full forward and I often feel and I just asked Tommy earlier on the. The Paddy Purcell and full forward threat down here. Certain club teams they put a really good player in full forward, mm. and then they're not really able to get it into them. Mm. It makes sense that you have a really good player close to the goals, but getting getting the yeah. most out of them in that regard. But uh, like Steve Bloom, they only won the junior two years ago, um, and they, they have a really like they've, they've this guy Germanley. I think it's Germanley that is is managing them. He's a Cork guy who played senior hurling for Cork. He has uh, managed underage teams in Cork. I think he works in the prison here in Port Leash. And then Michael Boyne from Mount Rat, who's well-regarded strength and conditioning, conditioning coach, yeah. and that was with Leash and a number of different teams, uh, is with them. So they're, they're very good. And of course, earlier this year, they almost, well, we had a story that they had appointed Kieran Carey and Mark Foley, Limerick <laughs> legends, to the job. Um, did, did, didn't transpire. I don't think good story. Not it was a good story, yeah. and That's we got it, we got it from a very reliable source yeah. at the time. <laughs> but it did, didn't didn't play out at the time. But but they definitely have a good management team in place. And they're playing Camros now. In Camros, um, they, they absolutely hammered Camros in their second game earlier this year. And look, you shouldn't want to be writing off Camros in a final by any means. Um, and it's the, 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 they're going now to be in three adult finals this year because they're in the junior B intermediate and trying to try and get into the senior as well but Cameras beat uh, Boris Kilcotton in the other semi-final and th- 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 that was I, I predicted eight games on Saturday and I got seven right but that was the one that I got wrong big um, one the big one you got wrong is what yeah you're saying, got, got yeah. that one got that one wrong and I think I've predicted Cameras wrong in every game <laughs> I, I, at that grade and you know so uh, they'll be delighted in Cameras when you go yeah, against yeah. and, and they let me much. know about that very very quickly and rightly yeah, so, yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. the other game then you were at the junior semi-final the two junior semi-finals as well yeah so uh, the, the first one was actually on Saturday night in Doro was before that uh, Sleeve Bloom game it was Castle Town's second team against Rattown Earl's third team. Um, Castletown, um, they I think they played one another four times this year. Is it three times, four times? 
yeah, they, they they met in round one or two, and they they replay and and yeah. But Castletown were far far better um, in Doro. They lost. Jared started full forward. He was bandaged. He had more bandages on his leg than skin. He was, he was <laughs> I don't know how he even came out to play. And he went in full forward and uh, I'd say he lasted 15 minutes and he went out for a ball on the sideline and you just, you, you know that motion where the, the hammer just goes yeah. and he was completely... The Mount footballers will manage uh, will have their hearts in their mouths. I, I can't that. see how he'll play this, yeah. uh, this coming weekend. So um, he, he, he did the same in the... The Mount Melick Rock game. He went. He's full back that day. So he had a full back or full forward. Is there? And he like that. Like you, you tell a hamstring tear miles away, and he tore it after ten or fifteen minutes. And he started well in that. But uh, he had Mount Melick footballers. Don't get me started on lads yeah, playing I'll various you, different clubs. Look in that. That. And by the way, we're not allowed to ma- mention the Mount Melick Rock game in my presence here. Let's <laughs> move exactly. swiftly on. Swiftly on. But yeah, so he went <laughs> off, and he was replaced by Seamus Lyons. Um, and veteran, yeah, we'll describe <laughs> him as a veteran. But he was very good. I think yeah. he he ended up with four points. He he took over the free taking. Um, he won an awful lot of ball that went in there. But Castletown built up a lead early in the second half. Um, Martin Phelan at centre forward scored a great goal. He was very very impressive. And again, never really in doubt. Really, yeah. once they got ahead, and uh, they'll go on to the final now. And then the the second semi final was Sunday morning in Shanahoe, and it was between Mount Melick and the Harp second yeah. team. Now the Harp second team. Um, I got up a lot of fellas from their Division Five league, um, league winning team. They beat Port Leash in Division Five league decider, but then they lost a lot of that team, which would have been their Junior C team, mm. up to the Junior A team. Um, Connor Brophy, Evan Deegan, these guys are they're just just Brophy in the goals. Mm. Um, and with nine minutes to go or eight minutes to go, the Harps led by a point. Um, and Mumelik looked in butter because a lot of things weren't going right for Mumelik. They couldn't really, they weren't getting the best out of uh, Mick Barmy and they weren't getting the best out of Donnie Cahard. And things weren't happening. Yeah. And then um, they got a goal, uh, a great goal by Mick Barmy. And it was it was set up by John Connolly in the in the corner. And once they got that goal, then you could just see everybody. They just relaxed. And McBirmingham hit a few frees, Donica scored two from play, and then they got the second goal in injury time, and they won by seven points in the end. But you would never have said with six, seven minutes to go that they were going to win it by seven. It was a seven. close seven-point win. It, yeah, yeah. As, close, as close a seven-point win as they as they can be, and there's our, our lovely phones. There's someone coming playing about the podcast. Playing about the podcast. Yeah, podcast. But the camera uh, stats are in. Already. Cam- the cameras are in already. Given hide Stephen quick. Yeah. Hide Stephen. So Mamelico forward to the final now. Yeah. <laughs> so Mamelico forward to the final again. They're looking to try and win back to back championships. And that's a fair. And, and to be fair, for a predominantly footballing club, that's a fair achievement. It is. Yeah. And like they, I call them. I was slagging the lads yesterday. They're a bit like the United Nations because <laughs> they have uh, Ian Fenley um, centre back, um, Nigel Murphy in the middle of the field, two emo fellas. They have Barry Mangan wing forward from Kilcavan so they're a real collection of and obviously McBirmingham as well so yeah. they're a real collection of lads but they uh, they uh, this isn't going to stop obviously but they, uh, they're they very good like they, they to go up two grades yeah. in the space of 12 uh, months and compete. and compete and be in a final again and hopefully now um, you know that the, the, that game will be very entertaining I think because Castletown um, because of the Agales amalgamation at, at with Sleep Bloom at senior yeah. level there's a few fellas that probably would have been there playing senior in yeah. previous years that are now available to them so again that should be close there, there won't be a whole lot in that a game. good weekend Harlan. we'll just quickly, quickly yeah. on Mount Millick they did an amount of whinging last year when they weren't placed in Leash's top 25 hurling teams I think <laughs> and the, 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 the belly aching they did over and that and now they're going to possibly in back to back so they're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. say two fingers up to Stephen Miller yeah but like last year they were playing in a competition that had they won it technically they were ranked 33rd in the county <laughs> and they were given out to warrant in the top 25 and we did put them into the top 25 eventually just 
just to shut some of them up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I believe well, that, it, the, the cameras <laughs> are already glass are now coming together uh, <laughs> looking for Stephen. Um, yeah. But by the way, I'm going to finish up with, uh, with one of your tweets over the weekend caused a bit of uproar. But just to mention, on the ladies' football section as well, uh, Shun will be with us on our podcast on Friday and we're going to run through what She's was a well-deserved it. day off. Yeah, absolutely. Today, so. uh, after covering all the ladies' games yesterday, a huge uh, weekend for ladies' football. Our ladies' commotion, should I say, and we'll be covering uh, that in our podcast on Friday. So don't worry, we'll be getting to that as well. Stephen Miller, you got Evan all excited yesterday. You tweeted I was, uh, some interesting tweets. One, I thought, to be fair, you had a point. You said you never saw so many people kind of leaving, players leaving dressing rooms, you know, after games when back in the day, you know, you'd hang around with your mates. It seems yeah. the lads just get up and go. Is there any, yeah. well, what's that about? No enjoyment? To just I, out? I don't, I don't know. It? Like, I was in Mount Rath the other evening and it was a miserable evening and there was lads going out with their gear bags on their shoulders, still wearing their short socks and, and a pair of runners or whatever and from both teams just going. Now, maybe, maybe, the the, maybe the showers yeah, were cold be, or roasting, showers, but there was some, yeah. there was some guys having showers in that, like, I don't know, and it's a trend that is. I know Woolly and the lads uh, yeah. took it up on the GA or lesser, on, a lesser on podcast. Lesser podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah There's a few thousand <laughs> less uh, listeners than us, or fewer listeners. Get that right, but no, I just I'm, I don't I haven't played myself now in the last couple of years. But like one of the big things of playing is that the crack that yeah. you have in the dressing room and talking rubbish and slagging lads slagging, and all that. And yeah. you look into a dressing room and there's only a handful of lads there because the rest of them have gone home early. Like you know, well, I don't do you know. know what, and I won't name the club, but I met a player recently about two weeks ago whose team even knocked out in the football, the senior football championship, and he and he's Ah, you're unlucky. He said, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "One thing, though, get me life back, bit of, you know." Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, well, you do put in an amount of time but to he, it's it. It's almost if the, the guy in question is like, "This is torture." Yeah, it's it torturous. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I get that too, and like, but as with no as hope of winning, it was yeah, one of those, like, really in the senior championship, we really. You, you know but Portie's been so dominant yeah I, I, I understand that too well. to an extent but look I think as, as what are you playing sport for when you need to have crack yeah. out of it and mm. if that's gone from it what's left you know like um, I don't know I don't, I don't know the other thing I was tweeting about was uh, <laughs> my, my weekly bugbear is a senior senior A saw rubbish, that like, yeah. yeah it does my yeah. head in it's not senior A like that's just it's, it's intermediate, intermediate yeah. and so on down the ranks like, I you agree know? with you there um, should be like, uh, you played junior B football this yes. year like, junior yeah. B or junior C well, junior, B. Well, junior B nearly yeah, went yeah. to junior C yeah, but great win up. for the Rock against Irish but I, I, I think you could make an argument to get that reclassified senior D <laughs> and you could call yourself a senior <laughs> footballer I'm still senior footballer lads it's okay the Rock need to worry we're still a senior club well there you go what other podcast about GA would you get into the showers of the dressing rooms I'm telling you we do it all here in Leash today thanks to Stephen to Alan of course to Tommy earlier on as well we will be back Friday as I mentioned with a ladies podcast as well and looking ahead to the football over the weekend talk to you again here on Leash today